Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Friday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. If you're here this uh, weekend for Super Regional Baseball, make sure to stop by uh, Strange Brew once again. Give yourself that mid-afternoon boost before you head over to Duty Noble for that 1 p.m. first pitch uh, on Saturday. And, of course, afterwards, no better victory treat than a victory Sunday. They're not, they're not available yet, but we're just going to go ahead and start that branding process now over at Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. We'll be doing a Father's Day giveaway from College Corner next week. We've got some great Bulldog Dad, Mississippi State Dad t-shirts to give away that you know you want to rock. I mean, you know, nothing better to mow the grass in than an MSU Dad shirt, nice pair of gym shorts, and some beat-up, grass-stained New Balance. That's Dad at its at its absolute peak. That's the direction life. I'm moving in. That's, that's, the way, that's the, it's the way to go. Or, you know, you're working the grill. What better way to do it in the MSU Dad shirt? Absolutely. I'm down with that. So, Father's Day coming up. If you haven't, if you don't win, well, you need to let somebody know that, hey, get me something from College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. And, of course, you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com, Mississippi's biggest and best selection of maroon and white merchandise. Humble Taco. Hey, man, this weekend that place is going to be buzzing with great food and great atmosphere. The patio will be rocking this weekend with Super Regional Baseball here in Starkville. Check it out. Mexican fare with Mississippi Roots. In my opinion, it's Starkville's best Mexican restaurant. It's different than any other Mexican restaurant you've ever been to. A lot of unique items, and as Robbie loves, the sweet potato tortilla. I mean, nothing says Mississippi and Mexican more than sweet potato tortilla. And I would have never thought that you can't, that I didn't would think it was possible. I mean, that's just this is the genius of Ty Tim's. If, if it's just it's like figuring out that we should make cornbread, which is which in and itself sometimes is not very good, and sweet potato. You put it together, it's okay. It is really the, literally the only cornbread I will eat. Really, it is. So, Ty Tim's, if you know he's cooking the food, you know that the food's going to be good. Check him out over there at Humble Taco. Three P's day here. Super regional. Mississippi State. Notre Dame. Saturday. Sunday. Monday. If necessary. Bulldogs and the Fighting Irish will reconvene for the first time since 2000 when Ty Martin, as we all know, dramatically walked off a, uh, an incredible, uh, incredible regional. Uh, I, I've, you know, Ty Martin is the guy who gets a lot of the. He has all the fame. People forget that like, Kevin Donovan threw like I, I think legitimately 316 pitches in four days. Yeah. <laughs> And that was such an emotional. I, I he remember told Doug that. Nikhazy to suck it. He was like, "Look, look at me, buddy. Step oh, you up look, to my game." If we went back and looked at some of those old regionals, like oh. back in the '90s and the 2000s, yeah. And you look at like the pitch counts and like the, the days rest. Well, look the look guys at Debose. Had, Debose came back and pitched in the yeah. same regional through two complete through games. two complete games on three days rest. I think yeah. it was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, you couldn't do that. A different anymore. time, Just couldn't do that anymore. Um, this is going to be a good regional. I I, I think that. These are two good teams, two teams that both, you know, State is a national seed. Notre Dame easily could have been a national seed. I think we were all surprised a little bit that they weren't. Uh, the two teams that had played really well in their conference, two teams that had a disappointing conference tournament uh, and then turned that around with a with a relatively short work of their regionals, especially Notre Dame. 50-5 to five was the combined score of those three games. Mississippi State, you know, other than the Campbell game, and even in the Campbell game, you know, they were down after the end of the first inning, but they, they got that back pretty quickly. They were never in danger. A lot of people talk about cupcake regional, or they want to use that, whatever. 
what I always say here on the show is that when you play bad teams, you should win easily. Well, State won easily in two out of the three games. And even in the Campbell game, they were pretty much in control for most of the game. It, it felt like in that Campbell game that you know the crowd was kind of diminished. State yeah, had jumped it's out. It's 11 a.m. on a Monday. And, and I know it's the regionals or whatever, but it, it did kind of feel like Mississippi State was kind of sleepwalking a They were going through the motions a little bit. And Outside it, of Houston Harding, yeah. you know, it, it just kind of felt like they were just kind of coasting. There's no question about that. No, there's, there can't and when they needed to bear down, they bared down. Exactly. With I think that Sims. game is a totally different game if it's played 7 o'clock on Sunday in front of 12,000, 11,000 people. Absolutely. It's probably like the VCU game. I, I, I agree with you. So... Uh, for Mississippi State, they have not announced the rotation as of yet. Talking to Chris Lamonis yesterday, or I guess I, I say yesterday, it's yesterday as we record, on Sports Talk Mississippi, he said that they have not made that decision yet. My guess is, though, by the time this show is out, that decision will be made. He said that, you know, they're probably going to look at some, you know, there's no there's no real matchups to look at because you're playing the same team three times. Uh, and, you know, rest is obviously not going to be a big issue. I think it's going to stay the same. I think it's going to be Bednar McLeod, and then I think, it's, if necessary, it will be Harding to go first on, on the Monday game. Do you agree with that? There's so many things to consider here. I mean, I felt like it would be good for Mississippi State, since you've started Will Bednar first in that regional, now you can put him out there first in this super regional. And also, it's going to be a day game. He's pitched in the day a lot. Do you do you want to separate your left-handers and your right-hander? Give them give them I a see different. What you're saying. You yeah. start out with a lefty, then you go righty, then you go lefty again. I mean, do you do you want to throw two lefties out there two days in a row? You Does feel, it matter? You, and, and you would be, you might worry a little if McLeod struggled. Yeah, because you're like, gosh, now there's another lefty. And what when you might so do you go TBA? And because you, you because decide. Harding and McLeod are closer to each oh, yeah. other than Bednar because they're both high 80s, low 90s fastball. Yeah. They both have really good breaking balls. Once you see that guy, and then you throw out another guy that's similar to him. So then do you go TBA, and then maybe on if, you're, if, if it does get to, to Monday, throw one of your hard-throwing right-handers. Obviously, I don't think it could be Fristo, but throw a, a Cade Smith or a Brandon Smith. You could, and and then have Harding come in behind them. There, there's things to consider here, um, and you know, we haven't seen a whole lot of Christian McLeod during the day. I think some of that stuff does matter. I mean, mm-hmm. the elements around you and things like well, that, that. Being used to that, yeah. We saw him in the day in the SC tournament, and he wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, Will Bednar, he's pitched in that a lot this season. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know what you do here. I don't know what the right call is. You want to come out and get that first win. Yeah. And then you have two chances to win a game. Right. So I think Will Bednar is your best pitcher. I agree with that. Uh, that you, the, the best opportunity that you have to win game one, I think, is Will Bednar. So I would go Will Bednar, and then you just try to find a way to win one more game. Right. And one thing you have to hope is that the bats are still hitting at the pace they were during the regional. Rowdy Jordan, Cam James, Tanner Allen – you expect big things from those guys. But the bottom of the order, Brad Cumbus gave you some hits. Uh, uh, Kellum Clark, who I think you just spoke with, is that correct? You got a, an exclusive coming up at 24-7? I haven't talked to him yet because they changed their schedule, but uh-huh. I'm supposed to talk to him this afternoon. Okay, so make sure you so, check that out. The future of MSU baseball. Check that out over there on 24-7 Sports. Um, Scotty DeBrule got some hits, though. So throughout the lineup, you know, you were getting production. You have to hope that that continues. Was there anybody, you know, you look back to last week, and obviously Logan Forsythe. I mean, I just, I'm sorry, Lane, Lane Forsythe. Forsythe. I always do that. There's uh, a Logan Forsythe coming up to the pipe. Yeah. Uh, 
he was the only one who really wasn't productive. Was there anybody like Luke Hancock had had some hits, but he wasn't overly impressive. Is he a guy that you could see maybe this weekend having some success? Yeah. You know, he didn't really hurt you. He, right. He had the big game against Southern. He's a player that I want at the plate when there's someone on third base. Yeah, I agree with that. Because he gets productive. I, I know productive I know if there's somebody on third base, he's gonna get them home. If there's if there's someone on third base with less than two outs, you can count on a ground ball to the right side, you can count on a fly ball that's gonna get the guy in. And a lot of times you can count on a base hit. So he is he is the person I want at the plate with one out and a guy on third base. Um, I'm not worried about him. I'm not worried about the top three in the order right now. I, I feel like Cam James is locked in. You know you're going to get the best showing from Rowdy Jordan, Tanner Allen at this point. I, I, I just it, it would it would just floor me if those two tanked this weekend. No. This this is their last weekend at home. I think you're going to see a Jake Mangum, Elijah McNamee type weekend from those guys like they did in 2019. Yeah, I, I see the, the, the standing ovation on, on Sunday night for those guys with a, with a chance to salt the game away. Um, and then you know, the top of the order was good. Six, seven, eight was good last week. Four or five. If those guys can deliver, if, if, if Tanner and Hancock are, are driving in runs this week and they're clearing the table and setting up for, for DeBrule to lead off the next set, it's going to be really tough to beat Mississippi State. It's State's just got to have that, that – they've got to take a punch and they've got to deliver one back. Because Notre Dame, I feel like, is going to, to hit some home runs. They're going to get some big hits. You've got to be able to, to match that. You're going to have to score seven, eight runs if you need to. Uh, I, I don't see this pitching staff coming out and shutting down Notre Dame and holding them to, to one or two runs. I think State's going to have to come out – and going to have to score five to six runs at least every ball game to win this. So the offense, to me, is key. You've, you've got to be able to, when you get to those later innings, you've got to be able to have a lead or have it tied because Mississippi State's been so good in those. In, after the sixth inning. We saw that stat the other day. I think Chris Lamonis is like 80-3 and three or something, yes, whatever yeah. it said on the, on the broadcast when we were looking up in the press box. If you get to the sixth inning and you have a lead against these guys, you've got to feel really good about what you got in the back end. Uh, State's pitched it really well in those later innings. Even, you know, if Preston Johnson gives up a, a run or two or, um, you know, Stone Simmons or somebody gives up a run, State has limited the damage at the very least in the back end. They're not You're not seeing teams just unload late in ball games. So the key is getting through those first five to six innings mm-hmm. and being able to score runs. And I think scoring runs early, uh, especially on Saturday, you get those runs early and you start – to put doubt in the minds of Notre Dame because they haven't they haven't tasted their own blood in the regionals. They've come out and just absolutely obliterated yeah, every team they've right. played. You're right. So you've got to you got to bust that lip a little bit. You got to let them taste a little bit of their blood and let's see how they react uh, in front of twelve thousand fans because that's another thing they haven't experienced. So yeah. we talked about it last week. The dude effect it, it either it either fuels the fire for opposing team or it, it douses it. Yeah. So. I think getting that getting that lead early in ball games and letting the offense work and then giving your pitchers some confidence is key. I agree. I agree. Let's get a better look at the Irish, and you and I are going to do that with a, a help with a little help here. Patrick Engel covers Notre Dame baseball for Blue and Gold Illustrated. That's the Rivals site uh, over there. Hope this. I hope we can still put this podcast on on your on your because I'm going to say the word Rivals. I hope it's okay. Uh, but if it's You're not pushing it, Mister. I know. I know. I know. 
Uh, anyway, got a great inside look at Notre Dame and what they're going to bring uh, to Starkville this weekend. Let's go down to the Welcome Home Beef, the Welcome Home Beef Hotline, and talk to Patrick Engel of Blue and Gold Illustrated. Mississippi State and Notre Dame, that's the Super Regional matchup in Starkville this weekend. Patrick Engel joins us now on the Welcome Home Beef Hotline. Uh, he covers Notre Dame for Blue and Gold Illustrated. Patrick, you know, Notre Dame was a team everybody thought was going to be a national seed a week ago, and, and that was sort of where everybody was leaning. And, of course, the, the seeding comes out and that doesn't happen. And then Notre Dame just goes and absolutely dominates their regional. 50-5 to was the combined score. You know, I, I don't want to, you know, make it sound evil or anything, but just how angry was this Notre Dame team? Did they take it personally? Did they feel snubbed by not getting a national seed? Absolutely, and you heard them all weekend really lean into that bit of wanting to be a top eight seed and feeling that they should have been one and and feeling like, you know, had they won fair regional, uh, they would have gotten to to host a super regional. And I, I think it's a combination of that and a surprising early exit from the ACC tournament. They lost 14-1 to to Virginia and Pope Just a pretty uncharacteristic, bizarre result for a team that was the top seed in that tournament and, and certainly wanted to put uh, a tournament title on its resume heading into the, uh, uh, the NCAA tournament here. So just kind of a combination of that of, you know, we saw I think both Baseball America and D1 Baseball, their final uh, tournament projection fields had them at that top eight seed. Uh, and you just watching the selection show unfold, there was you know some surprise immediately there uh, of you know, huh, not uh, necessarily uh, a top eight seed there. And yeah, I know it's kind of a common thing of you know cliche, frequent refrain of we're mad and you know we wanted it more and, and whatnot. But they've really gone out of their way to. Yeah, lean into this, like I said, more so than, you know, the average time or average team that you hear kind of, you know, recite that line or, or fall back on that little narrative. And you and you really see it show up in, in how they played and how they played this past weekend. Was that as good as they were capable of playing, or is there another level? I mean, I know 50-5, to five, I, I get that, but just overall, pitching, hitting, defense, is that as good as you've seen that team play all year? I think it's going to be hard to find a better three-game stretch when you look back uh, just at the, at the regular season and, you know, certainly better than what you think they'd be uh, capable of doing or, or dominating a, at, at this point going forward, considering you're facing other national seeds and other top ten teams from here on out if, if they keep winning. But, yeah, and it wasn't just, uh, you know, the, the hitting. I know the 50-5 to five that, that pops out, but a really good weekend from their starters who uh, combined to throw 24 innings. Only four earned runs allowed, and there are four runs total, I believe. I think one of them was unearned. Uh, a good bounce back for you know, their main Friday starter all year and their ace, John Michael Bertrand, who was the pitcher in that uh, bizarre 14-1 to loss that didn't get out of the second inning. And very much a you know, non-pressure, little uh, pressure environment for those guys, pitching with a big lead for most of those uh, innings that they threw, just kind of allowed them to, to do what they do best, and that's pitch to contact, get weak contact, and let a defense that entered the NCAA tournament tied for the best dealing percentage in the country back them up and, and help get through innings quickly. 
Yeah, it really is that defense. When you look at the, the stats, that's, that's very impressive. I'm looking at the stats right now. Obviously, the name that stands out is Nico Cavadas, uh, 309 hitter, 21 home runs, 62 RBI. He's uh, slugging, if I did my math right, a crisp, I'm not uh, slugging, his OPS, a crisp 1.261. If you don't know what OPS is, just take my word for it. That's really, really good. Obviously, he's the guy to watch. If State is going to try to pitch around him and play the don't-let-him-beat-you game, who are the other bats that you feel could step up and, and become uh, a big player this weekend? Yeah, I think you look at uh, Ryan Cole. Uh, he's been hitting in that, that two-hole, uh, I believe it was. Uh, yeah, uh, the two-hole, all three games. Uh, he's, uh, he's their left fielder. Uh, hitting 326 coming off of this weekend, a 560 slug himself. Uh, he popped three homers this past weekend. Uh, high contact guy, uh, not going to strike out too much. Uh, ha- has some speed, uh, so you, I think you pay attention there. For and he's been a pretty good table setter for for Cavadas and who actually his first two games of the weekend hit sixth and then got bumped up to uh, to fourth in, in the final. But yeah, I, I think you pay attention to him, uh, leadoff hitter. Spencer Myers, kind of a, a top of the order catalyst, uh, has a lot of speed there. He's their everyday center fielder, kind of one of those guys who you always want to be alert on for dropping a bunt down for a base hit. Which you know the the team's overall a pretty good bunting team, 15 steals to uh, to lead the team. Not going to hit for uh, a ton of power, but uh, a steady another high contact bat uh, at the top of the order. So uh, those two really, uh, I think you look at, but. I guess I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Carter Putz. He's the DH, kind of hitting in the middle of the order there. He hit a couple of home runs this past weekend, coming in with a 307 average and a 500 slug. So he, uh, a little bit, you know, you saw him, uh, he had grand slam in, uh, in Sunday's game that kind of you know, broke it open, per se, and after what was, even though it was a 14-2 to final against Central Michigan to win the regional. Uh, a little bit of a low-scoring affair for the first Four innings. So, even even without uh, Cavadas, they've you know, they have some some guys who can get on base and, and string hits together there at the top of the lineup. As impressive as getting fifty runs in three games is, it might be more impressive in college baseball in a regional format to only give up five runs total. The Notre Dame pitching staff did a fantastic job uh, this past weekend. How does their rotation set up uh, for for Saturday, Sunday, and Monday? Uh, I think you're going to see John Michael Bertrand, uh, the regular Friday starter in the regular season, uh, take the mound on uh, on Saturday. Uh, none of neither he nor the other two guys are you know these big, low up bayou, throwing mid nineties, striking out you know well over a batter per inning type of pitchers. But uh, they've been pretty successful all year with with getting weak contact, uh, being able to work deep into games and. Uh, I think you saw that really with all three of them, John Michael Bertrand being uh, the starter in the regional opener and presumably uh, is going to get the ball for the, the Saturday game against uh, Mississippi State. Then I think you're going to see Will Mercer uh, coming up there uh, as the number two, and then Aiden Tyrell uh, probably starting that third game if it does get to that point. Yet, again, none of them uh, striking out uh, really that close to a, uh, a batter per, per inning, in fact, well under it. John Michael Bertrand, despite all that, you know, batter's only hitting 233 against them this year. Uh, again, keeps the ball in the yard, uh, avoids you know, a lot of hard contact, three complete games this year. Someone who's been pretty reliable getting six, seven innings per start for them. 
going to be an interesting matchup there because Mississippi State is a team that doesn't strike out a lot. So you got a team that doesn't strike the batters out versus a team that doesn't strike out anyway. So, yeah, it should, should be a very interesting matchup. Mississippi State, you know, not trying to toot anybody's horn down here, but obviously Duty Noble Field has a reputation as one of the, the, the best places to watch college baseball. What kind of fan support should Notre Dame be expecting this weekend? Are, are, are Irish fans planning to make this trip? You know, I, I think enough of them have uh, heard about the atmosphere and, and obviously, like you said, a, a very well-known, pulsing place, pretty much every homestand, that, you know, you might be a little tempted to, hey, let's go down there, try to represent a little bit, and and if, if nothing else, just to, to see it for yourself and see one of Notre Dame's better teams in the 21st century. But I, I would still imagine that uh, it's, it's going to be a pretty heavy Mississippi State crowd yeah. as uh, as it normally is. I, I'm sure that you know, the Mississippi State fans themselves look at this as a you know, a matter of pride of they're going to come into this atmosphere that you know they've they've never seen before. I usually do this this kind of question with football, but we'll do it for baseball here. Tell me what what does Notre Dame have to do to win this series, and what do they have to avoid to win this series? Yeah, I think you've got to be able to match you know whatever high scoring you know, run producing output that Mississippi State would uh, be able to turn out, and we've seen all these regionals be really high-scoring games, and it, which makes it almost kind of even more remarkable that Notre Dame gave up only five runs. You're seeing all these lopsided football score finals, and that seeing Notre Dame hit the ball out of the park on a weekend the ball was really carrying up itself then, uh, but to, to keep it limited. So I, I think you're going to need to see them be able to hit the ball out of the ballpark and, and have Nico Cavadis. I don't know if he can go you know, six for ten again with five homers, but uh, be able to keep up uh, the kind of run that he's on and, and become just a, a remain, I should say, a really tough out. But then I think it, you know, a lot of it boils down to that strength-on-strength strength matchup that you kind of discussed earlier. As Notre Dame really good about getting weak contact and you know, letting really, really good defense do its job and and give those guys who pitch to contact you know, a lot less or more margin for error, per se, just understanding what's in back of you to if you're generating ground balls, but being able to do that, you know, without having Mississippi State that playing to their strength, not someone who's going to make them uh, swing and miss a lot, for a team that's not going to swing and miss a lot, you know, being able to keep you know, a high contact team uh, with enough soft contact and, and not being able to, you know, get the bat on the ball and, and make hard contact too often. Should be a pretty interesting Super Regional. Maybe maybe the best of the bunch, to be totally honest with you, when you consider the quality of the two teams and how well they're playing uh, at, at this time of year. Patrick Engel from Blue and Gold Illustrated. Thanks so much for joining me, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely, Brian. Thanks for having me. All right, thanks to Patrick for his time. We appreciate that. And let's move on into our Playmakers and Predictions brought to you by Welcome Home Beef. Great sale going on this weekend over there. Short ribs, only $3.99 a pound. $2.89 a pound for ground chuck and sirloin steaks, $4.99 a pound. Those are great things to throw on the grill this weekend. If you're in the left field lounge, if you're out tailgating, if you're just at home, those are some great things that you can be eating from Welcome Home Beef. And they've got a lot of other great stuff. They've got great ribeyes and fillets if you want to get steaks. If you want to put a, a pot roast, you want to do a little Mississippi pot roast or something, they got great cuts of roast up there at Welcome Home Beef, and they're always willing to help you out with special orders. So give them a call and tell them what you want to grab. 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. 
Two brothers smoked meats will be buzzing again. I've used that word a couple of times. I don't know why, and I don't like to be repetitive like that, but it will be happening this weekend at Two Brothers. The patio will be rocking with great people and great atmosphere, and of course, most importantly, great food. Some of the best food in Starville, one of my favorite restaurants, not just in Starville, but in the entire SEC. I always come back to it. A lot of great menu, not just barbecue. Don't lock yourself into that. There's a lot of great stuff on the menu that you want to try when you're at Two Brothers. Head over there this weekend, 621 University Drive in the heart of the Cotton District. Advantage Business Systems is going to take care of you two ways. They've got a great inventory of products, services, technology. Everything your office needs to operate with more profits and less problems. And they back it up with the customer service you would expect from your next door neighbor. That's what they've been doing for nearly 50 years, helping Mississippi businesses just like yours. Call them today. Put them to work for you. Find out how they can help you out. That number is 601-362-9192. Or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. All right, Robbie. Give me a guy on the mound and a guy at the, at the plate you think is going to make a big difference this weekend. The guy on the mound, I think it could possibly be Houston Harding. Okay. That that could be your guy in game three. It, You know, as much as you'd want this to be a two-day event for Mississippi State, it's hard to believe Notre Dame's going to go out like that. I think there's a distinct possibility that they could get to a game three, and if that's the case, you need Houston Harding to throw the game of his life. And I think I think there's a good chance that he will. His, his last two appearances have been just fantastic. He's given Mississippi State exactly what they needed in two games where they didn't get a good start and they had to throw him in there early. This time, I think he's going to get the start, and I think he's going to give State five or six good innings and and possibly win that regional for them. So I'm going to go with, with Houston Harding as my pitcher. Um, you want me to go with, my, with yeah. the bat too? Yeah, go ahead. Um, as far as the uh, the bat's concerned, this seems like a, a easy choice, but Tanner Allen's playing his last games at, at Duty Noble Field. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just – it would be, like I said earlier, it would floor me if he didn't come out and give you everything he's got, like he does every weekend. I, I think he's going to have, you know, some, some supernatural performances this weekend and have a fantastic end to his career. There's just some magic at Duty Noble. We've seen it, you know, in 2019, and I feel like we're going to see it this weekend too. I feel like the Duty Noble magic is going to lift up Tanner Allen, and we're going to see a, a huge weekend from him. For me, the pitcher to watch is Christian McLeod. Because I think State's winning game one behind Bednar. So Christian McLeod will have the opportunity to close it out. So why how, how he does determines everything. So if he can – and honestly, you know, go back to last week. He just pitched one guy too long. He he had had a tremendous game up to that point. His 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 finishing line just was a little marred by that. Um, so I think McLeod this week, if he can go out and have a similar performance, Mississippi State will be in, in fine shape. I, I, and to be completely honest – I think states, if the the plan, if, if you you could get things drawn up the way Lamonis wants them to go, is for Bednar to go and give you seven again and not have to go to Landon Sims, and so that at the end of six innings, you can go to Landon Sims on Saturday. And if you can tell me I can get six out of McLeod and three out of Sims, state's winning this series in two games. Mm-hmm. So so that's the guy I'm watching is McLeod. He will, set, he will set the tone on Saturday, I think pretty early in that game. At the plate... I'm in the same part of the order as you, but it's the top guy. It's Rowdy Jordan. 
he nobody locked in more than him last week, and he had a fantastic uh, regional. Uh, in, it, Cam James ended up winning the MVP, but it could have gone easily to Rowdy Jordan a, as well. Uh, and again, it, you know, probably his last go round here at Duty Noble as well. Uh, so I think he'll be setting the table all weekend long. And uh, Notre Dame is a team that not a lot of power, but they can drive the ball. That center field position is going to be important. Rowdy Jordan court anything's out there, so that's who I'm taking a look at. What do you got for a prediction, Robbie? I'm going to go with kind of what I was saying uh, when I was talking about Houston Harding. I think this thing goes to three games, and I think it's going to come down to you know late in the ball game on Monday. I think that Mississippi State's going to have to come out there on Monday and close it out. I I continue to think that this is that this place is just really special in the postseason, and I think that's going to be the difference. I think the twelve thousand plus that we're going to see for at least two of those games, maybe all three, is going to play a factor. I I just don't think Notre Dame has been in that kind of environment this year, and I think that you know those games being at nighttime when the sun goes down at Duty Noble and you have a raucous environment, things just change. And we've seen it time and time again since this new place has been built. That old one was special, but this one is just different. It's 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 like it's almost like Alex Box Stadium, and I think even at times even better. Yeah, um, you know the Mississippi State fans just it's not so much. Sometimes it's not so much just what they're doing to the other team is what they're doing to the the home dugout. They just seem to to inject something in that home dugout that is you know you you can't put a price on. So I feel like the dude's going to be the difference this weekend. I think State's going to Omaha as it stands right now. Uh, I think it could go either way, too. I think this is a very tough series. It's an even tougher series than that Stanford series was uh, a couple years ago. It's a coin flip for me, but I'm going to give the edge to Mississippi State because of that home field environment. I give Mississippi State the edge, too, and I'm a little more confident than you are. I think this is going to be two games and done. I think we're going to be talking about uh, Mississippi State making an unprecedented third straight trip to Omaha on Monday, Sports Talk Mississippi. I I believe in McLeod, his ability to shut them down. And and Landon Sims, he's pitching. He might pitch every day this week. He really might. At Uh, this point, you've you've, you've rested him enough. Yes. I think, you know, they they threw him for three innings the other day and had no issue with it, so – I think at this point, think, you just say, we've got to unleash the beast here. We've I, got to let him throw it. I, I, again, when we mentioned this earlier this week, I don't think of Sims in terms of innings. I think in terms of pitches. He's, yeah, I think he's probably good for 75 pitches this weekend. So if you have a chance to win on Saturday and finish it, they're going to bring him in and, and let him do that. So state in two is what I'm saying. Robbie's got state in three. So either on Sunday's podcast, we'll either be – saying that I was right or saying that Robbie was was right and we'll be doing one more game on Monday. So get ready for that. Guys, have a great weekend. If you're headed to Starville, be safe, and we look forward to seeing you at Duty Noble Field. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.